Want a plane that loops the loop? Me, I want a hula hoop. That goddamn song has been going through my mind all day. And I was singing it downstairs a little while ago. We're like getting like loading the dishwasher and I'm singing it. And my wife is like, you you've had that song going through your mind all day. I'm like, I know it won't stop. All right, so I came upstairs to the Ironing Board Studio to do the podcast. Let's get started with another quality episode of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. By the way, last week, I didn't put any music in the podcast because when I tried to put the music in, um, the computer program, I use Audacity, which is a free program, and uh, it would not let me put music in. So there was no music last night or last week. And then when I went to go to, you know, to, to edit it and let you know, hey, there's no music this week, that it really screwed things up. So that's why there was no music this week. Let's see if there either is or is not going to be music in this week's podcast, because if there is, you're going to hear it right now. And if there's not any music... You're going to know that, too, so we'll find out what happens. Hey, how are you? It is, um, Carson, my son, said today, he said, it is two weeks from Christmas Eve Eve, and that is very true. Of course, when you listen to this, it might be after Christmas, it might be Christmas, it might be the day before, whatever, because that's the funny thing about podcasts that I still always have to get used to, is that you don't listen to them when I do them you listen to them when you get around to them. And after 30, my God, I've been on the radio for now, almost 39 years in February, it's something I have to get used to, that people don't listen to podcasts live. Even though I do them live, I rarely edit anything. I think once in a while, I've done an edit in the podcast um, just because there was something that I said that was really stupid, uh, or I mean, even stupid for me, a lot of the time I'll say something that's stupid and I'll leave it in there and I'll say, Hey, what do you think? But I think there was a couple of times where I said something just plain out stupid and I go back and click, click, click and delete. Uh, but most of the time it's live as you hear it. Here's something about podcasts before we get into the podcast. Um, a friend of mine said, you do a podcast. What do you know about podcasting? I said, I don't know nothing, um, except it's kind of like uh, the wild, wild west. There's so many podcasts right now, and there's no rules, and anybody can have a podcast. And, um, you know, it's it's super easy to to get this out there. Whether anybody listens to your podcast or not is another story. I mean, there are podcasts, obviously. Who's the guy, Joe Rogan? who does podcasts that are like just huge millions of downloads every week. Uh, ours gets several thousand, and I appreciate that. Um, so thank you for downloading the podcast and for listening. But my friend said, well, give me a rule for podcasting. I said, I only remember one and uh, a two, actually, that a good podcast should be 20 to 30 minutes long because that's about the time that people want to spend on the treadmill or listening to a podcast. I mean, we've all listened to podcasts that are like an hour long, some of the murder, mystery, crime podcasts are like an hour long. And those work out okay, but sometimes I want to listen to those in double speed. Um, and I want to, you know, I have to find another time to finish listening to it. The other thing I know about podcasts is that an expert told me that we are allowed to pause and slow down when we do a podcast because it's more conversational, it's more intimate. Because really, it's probably just you and me at this time, whereas on the radio, 
it's there's a whole bunch of other people that are listening, even though I think that our show is pretty good at speaking to people as a one-on-one kind of a thing. I make a joke all the time about, you know, there are podcasters and radio people that say, hey, you guys, or hey, everybody, or my least favorite, hey, folks, how are you folks doing? Rush Limbaugh, for all the success he's had, still calls people folks. Hey, folks, how's it going out there? It's Rush Limbaugh. Hey, folks. Um, anyway, so in podcasting, we can slow down a little bit. All right, we got some things to talk about here. I'm kind of excited about this and getting the podcast started. Uh, I got an email um, from Cameron, Cameron Redland, uh, who wrote a couple of weeks ago or about a week or so ago about old school cartoons because my podcast on November 7th was about a book all about Saturday morning cartoons from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And I think the book was called It's Saturday Morning. And it's really cool. And if you know anybody who grew up watching cartoons in the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, and I think that's most of us. Um, that's a really cool book. It's by a friend of mine named Joe Garner. And uh, it's called It's Saturday Morning. Anyway, one of the things I talked about was, um, you know, can you watch, old, where do you go to watch those old cartoons? If you want to watch the Jetsons or the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show, um, uh, I'm not going to go down and buy the DVD because I just would never do it. But where can you go to watch them? So Cameron writes and says, uh, you can watch them on Boomerang. They have a lot of old cartoons that you might like. even have some newer cartoons. The episode that you did was awesome for me because I remember watching cartoons every Saturday and I wish I was able to watch it with my kids and I'm saddened that kids these days, kids these days, <laughs> will not know that joy. It's so true. Um, uh, I just want to let you know that I love your podcast and wish I had found it sooner. I've listened to you on the morning show ever since you started and couldn't imagine it being the same without you. Your book was amazing and I have shared it with my 15 year old son and it was one of the best purchases I ever made. I hope you actually do get to write a second book. Regards, Cameron Redland. Cameron, thank you. Then he ends it with a signature. Um, his email signature is quote. It's a quote from Walt Disney. It says, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Oh, I like that a lot. So today on the podcast, we're dedicating the entire podcast to quotes that inspire us and quotes that make us want to take action. Because, I mean, life and success is all about action and doing what Disney says and stop talking and, and start working. Uh, so coincidentally, I found a bunch of quotes today just through reading my stack of magazines that, that piles up. Um, uh, there's a quote here that I'm going to read to you. As soon as I find it, I highlighted it. And it's in an article. Uh, and the guy, the author is talking about working to succeed. Because a lot of people... They want success, but they don't really want to do the work. And they want to have the money and they want to have the you know the notoriety, not necessarily fame, but they don't want to do the work. And that's what holds a lot of people back. And this magi- he's a magician, and you know I love magic, and he wrote an article, and it's really fascinating. Uh, it's in this month's Reader's Digest, which is, I mean, actually way better than I remembered. He says, uh, um, I am living proof that if you throw enough time and effort at something, maybe even anything, you can become good at it. I found inspiration in a quote attributed to Houdini. And here's the quote. The real secret to my success is simple. I work from 7 in the morning to midnight, and I like it. 
The author goes on to say, this quote, lived on a scrap of paper stuck to the wall by my bed for 10 years. I had hit Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours of dedicated practice by the time I turned 22, and he's right. I got pretty good. So two things. I'm going to read the quote again because I like it a lot. Uh, he says, the real secret to my success is simple. I work from 7 in the morning to midnight, and I like it. Wow, that's a long day. Don't you wish you had a job, and maybe you do, that you'd be willing to work from 7 in the morning till midnight, and you like it. I'm really lucky. I love my job, and I love what I do. And there is a difference between your job and what you do. Don't you agree? I love it. I want to put in those kind of hours because, you know, I got other stuff that I want to do too. But then Malcolm Gladwell, um, I think it, he's the one that said this, um, that if you put 10,000 hours into mast into something, you will have mastered it. So in other words, if you put $10,000 into practicing guitar, you will master the guitar. If you put 10,000 hours into a video game, <laughs> you'll have wasted 10,000 hours. No, you'll have probably become pretty good at that video game. If you put 10,000 hours into tennis, if you put it into, uh, I don't know, art, there's probably a lot of things that you will master it in 10,000 hours. And I think that's really true. Um, or at least intriguing. I could probably put 10,000 hours into practicing tennis and never really get that good. And that's one of the other things is, hey, where do you say, I'm never going to become great at this, but I'll settle for being pretty good. All right. So some other quotes here. So I looked around and I found some interesting quotable quotes. And I want to give these to you so you and I can kind of break these down and discuss them a little bit and see what you think. Because I think some of these are really, really fascinating. Uh, I'll start in right here. Kendrick Lamar says, Discipline shows who you really are. To control yourself, that is the ultimate power. If you and I were sitting together here in the Ironing Board Studios, what would you say about that quote? And I'll read it to you again. Discipline shows who you really are. To control yourself, that is the ultimate power. The discipline to get up, to get to work, to not check your phone a dozen times before you get to work, to make yourself get in the car and go to the gym, to the karate lesson, to the flute lesson, whatever it is. Um, discipline. I think he's right. But would you agree that it's easier to be disciplined about something that you really love? So if you really love dance then it's going to be easier uh, to get your ass in the car and drive to the dance studio. Let's do our next quote. If somebody asks, what are you doing in five years, and you have an answer, I think there's a good chance you aren't going to get there. If you pick one thing, then you've neglected all other opportunities. That's from someone named Darla Moore, philanthropist. I've never heard of her before, but let's read it again. If somebody asks you, what are you doing in five years, and you have an answer... I think there's a good chance you aren't going to get there. If you pick one thing, then you've neglected all other opportunities. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that there is a good opportunity of you getting there if you picked one thing. I don't understand her logic in this one. I think there's even a chapter of my book that's called Eliminate Other Possibilities. Because when I 
was in high school, I knew I wanted to be on the radio. There was no question. I wasn't going to be an architect. I was not going to be a veterinarian. I was not going to be a TV repairman. I was not going to be an IT guy. I was going to be on the radio, and I eliminated every other possibility, and that's exactly what I got. I got the privilege of working in radio for all these years. I don't know. What would you think? Again, if you were sitting here discussing this with me, would you agree with her or would you not agree with her? All right, another one. A surgeon, Atul Gawande, says, quote, that's not my problem, unquote, is possibly the worst thing people can think. That's not my problem. But we've all said this before. Would you agree with the surgeon about that being the worst thing that we could possibly think? That's not my problem. I don't know. It's up for debate. I'm sure they're very wise. If they're a surgeon, they're a lot smarter than me. But I think there are certain things where you can't make it your problem. If your sister is smoking and she's pregnant, you can almost say, that's not my problem. But is it your problem? Are you there to defend the rights of that baby? Because the baby doesn't have a choice in it. I don't know. Okay, let's do let's do another one. I have no social media. I don't need things in my life to distract me from my life. That's from Paul Rudd, actor Paul Rudd. I have no social media. I don't need things in my life to distract me from my life. I like that a lot. There's an app on your phone. If you have an uh, iPhone, it's not even an app. It's a setting. It's called Screen Time. And I'd heard of it before. It must be in the moderately new iOS because it popped up on my phone and my wife's phone this morning at about 8 o'clock. It said screen time. And it broke down the last week how many hours that we have spent on our phones. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, and it's really interesting. It tells you how many times you picked up your phone, whether your average was higher this week or lower this week. Um, It tells you whether you use social media, productivity, um, uh, let me find it here. Screen time, S C R E E screen time. If you go in the app or the, um, settings on your phone, just type in the word under search screen time. There's an hourglass photo icon. Um, uh, today on my phone, I have spent two hours and 31 minutes on my phone, one hour and 16 minutes, social networking, 31 minutes, productivity, and 11 minutes on other. Uh, And it breaks it down even more to see if I can find how many times I picked it up. It tells you what I've used. Messaging for 55 minutes. Safari for 15 minutes. Go check this out. Photos. uh, How many times? I have picked up my phone four times per hour and a total of 82 times today. I have picked up my phone 82 times today. Wow, isn't that crazy? How did I find that? I swipe, let's see, my phone. Okay, yeah. If you, uh, at the top of the screen time, if you look at your, it says the name of your phone, and then there's an arrow to the right where you can open up a box with even more detail. So two hours and 32 minutes on my phone today, including the time that I'm holding it in my hand right now while I look at that. All right, another quote. Um, if you can affect someone when they're young, you are in their hearts forever. Well, isn't that the truth? Think about when you were a kid, a teacher that you loved or a relative that you loved or a coach that you loved or a friend or a friend's mom or a friend's dad 
that you loved. If you can affect someone when they're young, you are in their hearts forever. Uh, my college broadcasting teacher, Don Dexter, he's in my heart forever um, uh, because he said something on one of the first days of class that woke me up and made me stop being a lazy fuck up, to be honest, and he changed my life. And ever since then, I've wished I could remember what he said that day, except in essence, it was, it's time to grow up. High school is over. But there was more to it than that that made me notice from that moment forward what I was doing wrong and to change it. And I cannot remember exactly what he said. All right, let's see if I get another quote for you. Hold on. I'm holding pages here in my hand. Uh, hold on. Give me a second. Thanks for being patient. Here we go. Um, the speaker at my high school commencement concluded by asking us whether we would explore and develop the spiritual part of our identity throughout our lives or wait for illness or advancing age to force a crash course. Ultimately, I came to the conclusion that this is the most important question of all. Oh, that's a good one. What do you think about that one? So in other words, will you explore spirituality um, throughout your life or will you wait until you have a cancer diagnosis or you're 79 years old and you know you don't have a whole lot longer, will you then begin exploring your spirituality? That's a really good question. Another one. Mental toughness is the ability to see the bright side of a hopeless situation. Adversity is an experience, not a final act. I think that's true. Uh, mental toughness is the ability to see the bright side of a hopeless situation. Adversity is an experience, not a final act. Or well, in the words of Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Uh, I don't know. I think it's true. I like that. And I think I have a couple of more here. Nature is the biggest teacher. She is always teaching you how to adapt. That's from Giselle Bunchen. Uh, nature is the biggest teacher. She is always teaching you how to adapt. I don't have much to say about that one except that I think it's true. I don't have any specific examples on that one. Um, but... I kind of like that one. And the last one. Bruce Springsteen says, people don't come to rock shows to learn something. They come to be reminded of something they already know and feel deep down in their gut. It's the reason true rock and roll will never die. Um, I think that's true. When you go to a concert, and I don't know whether you go to rock concert or Springsteen concerts or whether you went to um, Travis Scott, who was at Target Center just last night. Fallon went, Jenny went, my son Carson went. Do you go to concerts like that? I don't think you go to learn anything. What do you go to concerts for? To tell your friends that you went? To see them in person? To see his roller coaster? I guess he had a roller coaster on stage. Um, I think that we all go to concerts for a different reason, but I do think that he's right. We don't go to learn something. Huh. Interesting. I'm going to go online on Facebook, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. And I'm going to post some of these quotes. I'm going to ask you what is one of your favorite quotes. So if you got a minute, go on over to Facebook, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. And um, let me know your favorite quote, even if you have to paraphrase. I think that that's, there's a lot of quotes. One, one of my favorite quotes from way back in the day was, you can't steal second base by keeping your foot on first. 
And I knew, boom, exactly what that meant. You're never going to get anywhere without taking a risk. You're never going to get that dream job or that dream relationship or invent that dream thing or find out a new way to do something or, I don't know, go on an amazing trip without taking somewhat of a risk. And so let me know your favorite quote. Go to Facebook and just type in, you know, search, take a shower, show up on time, it'll pop up. About the time you hit the word show, it should pop up. And then let me know. Uh, what are your favorite quotes? All right, we almost always try to get into a chapter from the book, and we're going to do that today. Uh, the book, of course, is called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything, and um, a great Christmas present. You can probably pick it up at your bookstore, or if you get it on Amazon, you should probably get it in time for Christmas to give it to a 15-year-old or a 55-year-old or anybody in between who wants to learn from my mistakes and not have to make their own mistakes to learn because experience is a great teacher. But it's really painful sometimes. All right. Here we go. Chapter number 27. Um, uh, we're about as happy as we decide to be. I know a guy who is dying of multiple sclerosis. He's barely able to get around, and he uses a scooter because it's just too hard for him to walk. I wrote this chapter probably about four years ago. He's still hanging in there, and he's still happy, and uh, you would never know it talking to him that he's sick. When I, talk to him, he, when I talk to him, he never mentions his physical pain. He's just too damn happy to bitch and moan about his circumstances. By contrast, I know plenty of people who are always unhappy. I don't dare ask them how they're doing because I'll get a laundry list of all the ways the world has screwed them over, how they have rotten friends, and how much they hate their jobs. Hands down, my friend with MS has it much worse. The difference is that he's decided to be happy. No matter what good things happen to unpeople happy... Let's back up. No matter what good things happen to unhappy people, they'll find the crappy side of it. They'll get a new job, but it's too far from home and the traffic's always bad. They have a new healthy baby, but he's so much work. They lost 40 pounds, but now they have to spend extra money on new clothes. Something is always wrong for these people. We're all guilty. We wait for something to happen to make us happy. We wait for the perfect partner. We wait for that promotion. We wait for the kids to grow up and move out. We wait for the day we can afford that perfect vacation. We think then I'll be happy. The problem is there's always something else that would make us happier. I don't claim to have all the answers, but it seems that happy people have just decided that's, hold on, turning the page here, hold on. I need a third hand. I need a third hand. Happy people have just decided that's how they want to be. Some guy named Abe Lincoln once said, most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. I think he was right. And what a quote to end this week's podcast on. Most folks are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Wow. Isn't that the truth? That is probably the truest quote that we've talked about all day. Hey, listen, thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. Tell your friends that if they listen to the morning show, they might enjoy this podcast. Um, also, let them know about Steve's podcast, uh, Murder Mondays. <clears throat> I'm not sure what's up with all the phlegm today. Sorry about that. And Fallon's podcast, um, uh, Heartbroken. And uh, really good podcast. Check those out. They're all in the App Store and on iTunes and on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks again for listening. The book, um, uh, 
is take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Available everywhere, almost everywhere, bookstores and Amazon especially. Itasca Books might get you a little bit better of a deal on that. And feedback, love to hear your feedback. Either leave it on the uh, Facebook page or send me an email directly to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Hey, have a great week. Or whenever you listen to this one, have a great summer. I don't know when you're going to listen, but thank you for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. By the way, I have not taken a shower today, and it's 7 o'clock on a Sunday night. And that's just the way it's going to be. All right, I'll talk to you later.